Hi everyone, it's just Elaine popping up to say that, as the title might suggest, this is a Tenet spoiler special. So, warning, 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 the biggest warning you could ever have, there be spoilers from the outset. Go no further if you haven't seen Tenet. Okay, so we're back from the cinema. The first time we've been at the cinema together in probably about 18 months. Yeah, I think last time was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Thanks to John, our babysitter. Yeah, big thanks to Uncle John <laughs> for coming and babysitting for us. What an amazing job he did. Um, and what a film to have seen. We're just going to do like really quick sort of 10 minute instant reaction because we've sat in silence mostly in the car on the way back and I think we're just desperate to talk about this film. I'm a bit speechless. I nearly went the wrong way around a roundabout <laughs> because my brain thinks that either I'm inverted or the world's inverted. That's how much I have lived in that film for the last couple of hours. Okay. Can it be controversial? Mm. Do you think it's too clever for its own good? No, I um, I don't think... Um, I think that's incomprehensible. Yeah, I, I respect really... it, but I don't like... I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I think my mouth was open. I, yeah. I found myself with my mouth open, like going, oh God, my, my jaw's like slack because I just... I don't understand... But I lo- I loved it. I loved the thrill ride, but I don't know whether I'll love it tomorrow morning. Um, I don't know whether my mind will just go shut down because how how on earth can you understand that? So my first opinion is that this seems like a three-hour film that's been edited down to two and a half hours. There is nothing given space to breathe in this. And I think there were rumours of a three-hour, this being a three-hour oh, okay. film. And I wonder, and I've, I've not read anything, so I don't know. It seems to me like they've cut this down to keep people... to Because p- people wouldn't want to go to the cinema for three hours. There were some really interesting cuts, really interesting edits. And I wondered whether that was like... That was a Nolan thing, that scenes were just cut off. And then you would move forward in, in time, no pun intended. But, <sighs> but if you look at if you look at Inception, and mm. I think this is the closest film to Inception that... Agreed. Uh, that Nolan's made that's given space to breathe and when you are sat with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Juno what's her name? <laughs> I can't remember either now you put me on, on God why can't we know anyway yes heads mashed sorry yes. um, yeah what you sat in the cafe that is they take time to explain things in this it's it's, a lovely wander around Paris in this Ellen Page sorry (laughs) could you edit Ellen Page into my (laughs) (laughs) Um, that is that in this when things are being explained it's just bang 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 a lot of the time you don't catch it no 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 I there is an entire ending sequence to this where I had no idea what was what they yeah. what they were doing, what was going on, and that's just bad filmmaking. Because then you don't understand the stakes, do yeah. you? That that I know which one you mean. The end point where half of the team are going forward in time and half the team are going backwards in time. I didn't understand why that was. No, and I didn't. I didn't understand what the risk of that was. Yeah, where I saw some people were getting injured, but I didn't know that was going to happen. So when it happened, it just happened out of the blue. Mm. There was some sort of strange reveal that um, Robert Pattinson's da- character had died or something yeah. like that. Again, I don't really understand it and therefore it had no emotional resonance for mm. me. I totally agree. 
there seem to be characters missing. So Michael Caine pops up for just one scene, yeah. never seen again. Um, Clemence Posey just um, pops up. Pops up at the beginning, pregnant. Yeah. So you you instantly, whenever you see a woman that's pregnant in a mm. film like this, you think, oh no, you know, because there's guns flying around, bullets everywhere, and then never never seen again. The the leader of the ops mission is that Aaron Taylor Johnson? Because it looks like him. I don't think it is, but I understand what you okay. mean. Okay. He yeah. just appears halfway through just, and yeah. seems and be- to then become a ma- without a any major. introduction and becomes a major character. Yes, and he seems to know everything about what's going on. Mm. But there's no sort of like at the end when Robert Pattinson says, "Oh, you you recruit me in the future or something." Yeah, we don't get that for Mister sort of. I want to call him a marine, but he's clearly not a marine because he's British. Yeah, but yeah, part of the group, and I don't understand who the force is like. They look like it is Aaron Taylor it, Johnson. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I would never have known that unless... You, I well, thought you were just like, oh, I, that's really insightful. Well, I did because it looked like him, but uh, yeah. 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 Wow. Totally unrecognisable <laughs> then. Because I, well. I didn't pick him up. Yeah, okay. Not totally unrecognisable to you. My head is mashed. Um, the... So... I mean... God, this is... Yeah. yeah. Um, we so, are incomprehensible. For yes. The film is it incomprehensible. The entire opening montage, the entire opening yeah. set piece, Wonderful. which is in the opera house. Yeah. I couldn't understand anything anyone was saying. It was mm-hmm. Bane levelled, and I could understand mm-hmm. Bane in The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. when a lot of people couldn't. It was just... Oh, 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 oh. And I feel like going back and watching like the subtitled version, because I feel they might get a lot out of this. Mm. I, I heard, at one point, I heard someone say it to... <laughs> the guy who was clearly the guy they're trying to get out yeah. saying you've been made yes. and I, I've seen enough films to understand what that means mm. but yeah like you had no idea who was who I picked up the um, the main guy who does he have a name the the our, our protagonist what's it see I don't even know his name in the film oh no the, the he's called the protagonist there we go. Oh, well, yeah. that's good. Yeah, well done. I didn't yeah. pick, I didn't and, pick up on and that. Who's he, what's the actor's name, please? Uh, John David Washington. John David Washington. I knew it's it was Denzel Washington's, Denzel Washington's son. son. John David Washington. I just... And therefore, you've got not really anything to cling on to. I found out Robert Pattinson's called Neil yeah. at the end. Great. And found out that but, Elizabeth Debicki's called Cat. Right. Good. Um, can we talk about Kenneth Branagh? Yes, we can. Oh, I just don't think... He, I mean, his accent wasn't terrible, but I just don't think he needs to do an accent. Why couldn't he... Just whenever he does one, I feel it's just not him. I know him too much. And I don't know whether this is just a bit pathetic, what I'm saying is, oh, don't let him do an accent. But him playing a Russian baddie just didn't... It just didn't sit with me. And when when he's trying to be villainous, I didn't particularly believe his villainy. I never thought him anywhere near as threatening as he should have been. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realise he was going to be in the film so long or be such a major part. Like I just thought he was going to be a bit part. Yeah, I agree. Didn't really understand how we got to him as well. That was the main thing, isn't it? You just don't understand how you even get to him and how he becomes the main part of the film. And it's probably something that's brushed off in a sentence mm. at some point. But nah, this, uh, this film... I'm I'm judging this on higher standards than I would judge anything else mm. with it being a Nolan and probably with it being this is not the film that's going to save cinema. Not if people come out like we do and mm. go, 
Well, two two things, isn't there? It either will or it won't. Because well done. You, yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's very late, Mark. One, we go and we say to all of our mates now, "Oh, you've got to see this film. I want you to tell me what you think of it. It's totally bonkers, right?" So people want to go and see the totally bonkers film. Or two, we go and say it's totally bonkers, and most people go, "Well, I can't be bothered with that." So I could not recommend this to anyone. I I could just as a I'm the first one of that. I want to know what people think. I want to know if someone else can follow this. No, I don't think I don't think anyone can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Like I hold myself. I've seen a lot of highbrow artsy films, and if I can't follow it in a cinema where I've not got a phone to check, I've not got Mm. like distractions. Like if you can, fair play. Is it? Is it not that the physics and the technology, and obviously this is technology that doesn't exist, so. Is it is it that is that the thing that's the the block, or do you think it's the filmmaking? Or I think this I, I, I think this is a badly made film. Okay, I think this is a a brilliant idea, but a badly made film. I see. I don't really understand the idea. On one hand, they're saying, "Oh, it's an inverted material," and then on the other hand, it turned into a time thing. They said, "Oh, it's not time at the beginning," but then it turned into a time thing at the end. I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember two hours ago. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What? A... Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot said about Nolan being cold, and there is part of me that comes out of this and thinks, "Oh, it's another cold Nolan." Mm. <sighs> Do we have anything to hold on to? My other thing, just as an instant reaction, was I just didn't believe the relationship between Elizabeth Debicki and John David Washington. I didn't understand why he was so invested in her so emotionally maybe it just didn't work for i like the buddy um i like the buddy element of him and robert pattinson i thought robert pattinson was wonderful in this i thought he was having the time of his life and it was nice to see himish patel as well yes oh every time he came on the screen i was like that's the guy from eastenders i get one to like shout, you were in eastenders and now look at you you're in a nolan this is amazing he's having a great year isn't he oh uh, was um was the beatles one it was a year ago was it a year yeah. ago but anyway we're on you, sky now he's isn't having it? a great so, time yeah, yeah. he's having a great time what was that film called yesterday thank you i wanted to call it yellow submarine no that's there a different go. film that was that was more than a few that was 1967 right we've done 10 minutes it's time to go to bed let's think about this and come back tomorrow with maybe a little bit more of a, a coherent. coherent response okay okay yeah let's do that all i have for you is a word It'll open the right doors. Some of the wrong ones, too. Use it carefully. To do what I do, I need some idea of the threat we face. As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War III. I'm not saying I'm getting here. No. Something worse. I gather you have an interest in a certain Russian national. Mike, bring me in. You really want to know? He can communicate with the future. Time travel? No. Inversion. Maybe it'll pull the trigger. 
You're not shooting the bullet, you're catching it. Horrible. Well, I've seen too much. Well, we'll try and keep up. Your duty transcends national interests. This is about survival. It seems bold. Bold, I'm fine, but I thought you were going to say nuts. Where our worlds collide. How would you like to die? Old. You chose the wrong profession. Well, happened here. Hasn't happened yet. There are people in the future who need us. I need a tenant. We need to save them here and now. This reversing the flow of time doesn't us being here now mean it never happened. You want to crash a plane, but not from the air. Not so dramatic. Well, how big a plane? That part is a little dramatic. We're back for what I hope to be a more coherent <laughs> review of Tenet this time. I don't think it could have been any more incoherent. Is that yeah? That's the word incoherent than uh, the other day. Yeah. I listened back to it, and um, yeah, we we were a bit like just completely. Uh, I think we were shell shocked. Yeah, yeah, and not without reason. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But okay, um, so how has your opinion changed over the past couple of days? It's really difficult to answer that question because I think my opinion is cemented in that I was confused when I came out of the cinema, and I remain confused now as to how I feel about this film. When I listen back to our sort of 10 minute instant reaction, Mm. it's really taken by the fact that one of the first things I said was that I loved the film. And having had a little bit of time away from it, I'm not sure I could say that now. I I don't think I could say that I felt that level of connection to it. When you say you love a film, like I love Highlander. But that doesn't mean it means to say it's a good film. But I have this really emotional connection to Highlander. I love Marie Antoinette. That got absolutely sort of pulverised by the critics. But it speaks to me in a particular way. Mm. This film doesn't speak to me in the way that like Highlander and Marie Antoinette do, or the way that Heat does. You know, a film that actually got you know good reviews from the critics. It doesn't speak to me in that way. So I was trying to work out why I had said that I loved it. And I think I've come to the conclusion that what I loved was being at the cinema. And I think I loved the film because it gave me the opportunity to be excited. It gave me the opportunity to see something new, to feel things, to sit in the dark for two and a bit hours and just be overcome by art and culture. And it's been such a long time since I've had that experience. And this is even before lockdown. Was the last time you went to the cinema to go see Star Wars? Possibly. I, you know, I can't even... Mm. That's how long it is. I can't remember when I last went to the cinema. Okay. So I think that's where the love comes from, if I'm being honest. I don't think it's... 
well, you can't really say it's not the film itself because maybe if I, I you're going to go and say Bert, not Birds of Prey. That's wrong. <laughs> what are you say, Bert Raccoon? Then. <laughs> I mean, that would be good. <laughs> I'm going to go see New Mutants on. You could see New Mutants. Yeah, see, I'm yeah. getting it confused already. Um, Tenet has blown my mind. Yeah. Um, so you're going to see the New Mutants now. I'm not entirely convinced that the New Mutants, if I had seen that, you know, a couple of days ago would have had exactly the same effect. I don't think I'd be coming out going, oh, I love that film because it's cinema and I haven't seen cinema. So there must be something about the film that I enjoyed and it, it, it must have done something. It can't just be going and sitting in a dark room for a couple of hours. But I think the majority of it was that experience. of Especially the something new, something challenging. I love the fact that the film was challenging. Having sat with it... It's too challenging. I still don't have a clue what's going on. And I've listened to so many reviews. I've gone to podcasts and radio shows I've never listened to before to try and get answers. I've read reviews. I still don't get it. Um, I think my incoherence on Wednesday night was mostly down to my disappointment and me not wanting to tear this a new arsehole on a podcast. Having had 48 hours... I am more than happy to do that. I am angry about this film. Oh, yeah. you're act- like that. I am the... so disappointed. Okay. Um, I'm, I was disappointed when I walked. I was disappointed when I couldn't understand a word anyone was saying in the first 15 minute set piece, which was done extremely well. Aside from the fact that people are talking to each other and you just can't understand it. We've been here before with Bane and I didn't have a problem with Bane, but. I was disappointed when I had no clue what was happening throughout the entire final sequence. And, I, you know, you say this is challenging, this is too challenging. I don't think this is too challenging because I'm yet to see hear anyone who says, oh, this is, oh, this, oh, this, oh, this, this is brilliant. This is nonsense. And I think there probably is a good film in there, but... This has been edited down so that every there is no pause left between between quotations and exposition is just flown through. I think we have to compare it to Inception because it, it invites itself to be because it's just so close in in idea to it. And in Inception, when they are setting out the rules, people are sat at a cafe table and they speak slowly and coherently in ways that you can understand. In this, you have Clemens Posey going, yeah, it's just from the future. What's annoyed me even more is listening to people whose opinions I respect kind of go, I didn't have a clue what was going on, but but I had a really good time. I don't think if this was made by anyone other than Christopher Nolan that they would get that. And, you know, like, I can't prove that. But I don't think people... I think people are apologising for this mess. I, people did the same when Phantom Menace came out. People did the same when all the pre- Star Wars prequels came out because they were so excited. And I think that's what's happened here. Yeah, and I know what you mean about this whole idea of just sit back and enjoy the ride. Mm. And there's part of me that really wants to go with that. Like, I really do. I want to be positive about it. I really enjoyed the experience. And I want to give it the benefit of the doubt of this is quantum mecha- quantum physics that I don't understand. So maybe I'm never going to understand it. But actually the thrill ride of just seeing it on the screen and seeing these ideas realised, I would love to just sit back and go whoosh. Because I think that's kind of what I did. Mm. 
and maybe that's where my enjoyment came from but it's the after effect for me it's the sitting down and going but what about that and I don't get that and the problem that I have now is now that I've done more looking into that I've done more research Mm. I'm reading things like Oh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, who I didn't know was in the film, as I said in the, the 10 minute uh, instant reaction. Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Oh, that's Kevin, um, Kevin, Kevin Branagh. <laughs> Well-known actor, Kevin Branagh. Um, that's um, Kenneth Branagh, or it's Kenneth Branagh's son. Now, this is, this may be people's, you know, um, they're just trying to come up with something. I'm not saying that it's canon, but the fact that that's even been put out there I'm just going, oh no, I can't have that. I can't come away from a film like that and be told that something, that I've missed something that wasn't even there. Or maybe was there to some people but wasn't to me. I hate stuff like that. What difference does it make if it is? Like, that 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 plays no part in the plot. And it's not hinted about that I picked up on. Yeah. It makes no difference to the change. This is, that's the same issue that I have, and I know that you're going to dispute me on this, (laughs) with the village. Oh, okay. That twist is an awful twist. Spoilers for The Village, M. Night Shyamalan film, if, if anyone's not seen it. This is about people who've been, who are living in a village and monsters come and are, and are attacking them, like in medieval times. And at the end, you find out that it's not medieval times. They've just walled off this bit of the village and they hop over and it's modern times. It plays no part in changing the plot at all. Is this because they're living in a time where there's no electricity and you can't cope with it? No, 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 not at all. I, 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 I don't want to serious. Yeah, no, it's it's an awful twist. <laughs> I really like the village, but anyway, at least at least that I suppose is a twist that is explained. Yeah, and you understand. Mm. Can we go into plot a little bit? Because I'd really like to see what you think was happening. Yeah. Now I've heard. On the various reviews, and again, I've had to listen to it in reviews because the film didn't explain it to me in a way that I could understand. Mm. I'm just not that intelligent. But the idea at the beginning was that things were... Tr- were something about entropy and going backwards. So instead of going forwards, they were going backwards. Yes. Fair enough. But they made a point of saying that it wasn't time travel. But then, at the end, Elizabeth Debicki has gone back in time... So that she can get on the boat where her husband, Kevin... Ke- Kevin. I'm going to say Kevin. Something wrong with me. Mm. Kenneth yes. is. And he thinks that she's his current day wife, but actually she's his future wife, yeah. but back in time. So we are back in time. We are dealing with time travel. She sees herself in the boat with her son. Yeah. We have already seen from that woman's perspective that she saw a woman dive off the boat. Yes. Now we now know that she was the woman diving off the boat. Yeah. Now if that if that had happened, then woman in the boat with son yeah. would have got to the yacht and found that Kenneth was missing because he is missing because he's he's Himish Patel has got him tied up at the back of his boat because he's dead. They, they did say that it was missing at that point. Did they? They said, they said he had disappeared and I saw a woman diving off the boat. Right, okay. See, I've missed that. Yeah. Because the whole, the point, of one part, a big part of the film that keeps saying is what has happened has happened. Yes. It's a, right, there's two different, l- 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 this is not going to be the most unscientific thing yeah, I can oh, do it. Yeah, I know, I know. There are two different ideas on time travel. There is the idea that 
Back to the Future, let's call it the mm. Back to Future idea, yep. where you can go back and you can change things, Understood. and the Twin Pine Mall becomes the Lone Pine Mall, and George McFly writes a novel, etc., etc. Understood. Or there is the Bill and Ted theory, mm-hmm. whereby, oh, I think it's Bill and Ted's bogus journey that this happens. Oh, no, anyway, uh, it's one of the two, where you can go, oh, after this, I'm going to go forward, I'm going to go back it. I'm going to go back in time and leave my keys behind this sign. Oh, there they are. Because it's already it's already happened. Understood. And that's the way that they are doing it. Right. Okay. But my original point was, yeah. they had said it was nothing to do with time travel. But it's not time travel. You're not travelling back in time. You go down the little whirly go around, and you are travelling backwards through time. But I don't understand what the whirly go round like. Is the whirly go round set to like two days before or? No, 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 no. It's not. No. Oh my god, you really don't understand this no, at all, no, do you? No, I really don't, Mark. Wow. This is my problem. Okay, right. So, I'm travelling forwards through time, mm. like normal, now. Yeah. I go through the whirly go round. Yeah. And the whirly go round, there's a glass screen between the thing. I'm sure I'm it's not so called a whirly go round in the. Oh, I'm quite yeah. happy to call it that. On the other side, I come out the other side of the screen, mm-hmm. and you and I am travelling backwards through time. Right. I now get it. So, at some point, you will hit. Yes. That that point that that event that you want to get to which was mm. maybe three days before so you that you sense? spend three you go around the world you go around mm-hmm. and s- just live out three days and in you, that reality and, and you are at a, that thing and then you go around the world you go around again and you are then going forwards from three days before understood I, that makes so much more sense now because when at the end robert pattinson is talking about how it's the end of Robert Pattinson's journey, Neil, Neil, his character Neil's journey, but it's only the beginning for John David Washington's protagonist. I just couldn't understand how that would be. So at some point in the future, John David Washington will go through the whirly go round and spend many years going backwards to recruit Robert Pattinson before the events of this film. That that makes so much sense to me now thank you <laughs> and you're still angry because that, that just that kind of sort of sorts it out a little bit in my head oh I'm, i understand i understood the science it took a little while but it kind of understood it was once you saw the whirly go around and you are i think this film leaves you deliberately confused at points in order to explain it to you later and obviously clear that worked for me and not for you so that's fine the problem with me is that just stuff is happening and i had no idea what was happening throughout the entire last sequence. The middle of this film, I thought this is the middle of the film. I thought this was absolute genius because once they explained that and I, it clicked for me, and you got it, yeah. But this entire military seat, this military Aaron Taylor Johnson comes out of nowhere. Apparently, has this plan of two separate teams that just I had no idea what the state. Like I think yeah. you used the term, didn't understand the stakes, didn't understand what the objective was. There's this talk of these nine things around the globe. I, I didn't have a clue what was happening no. with that. That was all a bit. Um, mm. What what do they call it? It's like an Indiana Jones thing. Um, when you a MacGuffin, a MacGuffin, yes. yeah, yeah, which came very late, and mm. I didn't understand anything about that either. And I, like like I say, I think there is a good film in there, mm. and I dare say that if I watch this again, I might get a lot more out of it. But I I don't agree with. I've seen reviews on certainly on like IMDb where people say. You'd be confused the first time, but the second time it's genius. No, sorry, you can't do a build, make a film that makes you watch it two, twice. 
Oh, I don't know, Mark. I think you can. I, I think you need to get. Can. I think you can. So the sixth sense, you get more out the second time. Mm. But you can't do a film which is incoherent the first time and then genius the second. Well, you can. You can, but I'm not going to like it. I think now you've explained it to me, I like it better. <laughs> so maybe it would work for me. I I now want to go back and see it now that I've got a little bit more about what the concept is and I understand the science more. So maybe it is a film for someone like me, but you want uh, want to you you don't have a problem with the science, but if I'm understanding it right, you just didn't like the filmmaking itself, you didn't like the direction. I think the direction's fine. I think the editing and certainly the sound editing makes it almost impossible to follow. Okay. Um, especially while you are trying to understand the science. And Inception did not have that problem. I think Inception, you left and you, it worked, and then you watched it again, and it worked, and it worked even, better. even better. Understood. Let's talk about things that we did like about it. I think we both agreed that we enjoyed the performances. I think the cast were brilliant, top to bottom. Even Mr. Branner. I, had, I didn't have a Branner. problem with, the, with Kenneth not, Branner. You know what? I was wondering why I, why I had such an issue with it. And I've heard other reviews as well that have, you know, be, not been necessarily kind. And I, I would think it might be the Poirot issue in that he does <laughs> such a strong Poirot accent in the new Agatha Christie's. Yes. Um, Death on the Nile's coming out soon, which I'm really excited about. But Murder on the Orient Express was his first go as Hercule Poirot. And his moustache is so over the top and his accent is is lovely and 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 <laughs> poirot And I think once I've heard him do that, it kind of just, yeah, it doesn't quite work for me. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't feel scared of him and I, I thought I should be really terrified of this man because of the control he has over his wife and child. I think he's more menacing than threatening. Mm. Um, I believed that he could hurt and abuse Elizabeth Debicki's character. Mm. And I think that's I think that's more dangerous than someone just having a gun and pointing it at people. I felt he was willing to abuse her, essentially, mm. which made me very it made me comfortable when he was and there's some quite awful abuse scenes in this. Not not so much not prolonged or anything like that, but at, at certain points he hits her and you feel like she has been hit mm. and there is splatter. Yeah. And I'm sure it seems to me like there was probably, it was cut at the very point to get a 12 certificate. But I, it, it, it's not painted to be fantasy-esque violence. It's felt, it's painted to be abuse. Mm. Yeah, okay. Okay, maybe I'm misjudging them. One thing I did have trouble with was the, I think sometimes his relationships with people changed like that. So he was going to kill John David Washington's um, character, yeah, the, the protagonist, and then five minutes later, not, not even that, five sentences later, he is, oh yes, come sit with me. Um, yeah, we will work together because he mentioned uh, the opera. Mm. Yeah, things do move very, very quickly in this film, which I think is part of the the problem that perhaps mm. you had and I had before I sort of understood it a bit more. Yeah. Was that you don't have any, you, you've said it yourself, there's no pauses, there's no time to breathe, you're just seen, 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 seen. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I said in the instant that I was disappointed that actors that I really enjoy, Clemence Posey, um, Michael Caine, had these little moments and then went away again. I would have liked to have seen them again or understood what their significance was. There's, um, at the end, the character Priya, 
who is the arms dealer's wife who we think it plays the traditional role of the wife but then it turns out that she is the driving force which yeah. I really really love. I really enjoyed that. I really yeah. enjoyed that and I really enjoyed her performance because I thought it was very subtle. Mm. When she is saying there's a scientist that created this and she goes into talking about Oppenheimer and saying that the scientists didn't want anyone to know, the scientists killed themselves and didn't want anyone to know. I was wondering whether that was Clemence Posey in the future. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wanted it to be tied up. I wanted, not that it would make any sense to me, but I wanted that link back with who is this scientist and why did they then um, take their own life to save the world? It reminded me a little bit of Inception in that way. And a few things do, like, I think this is all of Nolan's kind of annoying things that he does. In that, in <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's face is obscured until you actually meet him face to face. Kind of like how Matt Damon's was, because you know it's going to be, you know it's going to be big name casting as soon as Nolan does that. And someone that's not necessarily, I didn't know that Kenneth Branagh was going to be in this. Um, maybe I did. But when you're I, talking about Matt Damon, are you is that for Interstellar? Interstellar, sorry, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think in Interstellar, they also like have someone at the beginning as like, oh, it might be Michael Caine actually well, at the beginning, and he doesn't, them, yeah. and he doesn't pop up at all mm. after that. Well, um, Bernard was in Dunkirk, Dunkirk so yeah. I think that's where the mm. the connection come comes from. I really, really enjoyed the the relationship that the protagonist and Neil has. I think that is my highlight of the film. I want to see them together again. I'd like to see a sequel. I think you're gonna your head's gonna turn around. Um but I'd love to see a sequel, like seeing what they get up to because I thought they were a brilliant pairing. And I think Robert Pattinson, what a career. Like he has done some amazing things. He is so different as an actor. He's, he's done art films, he's done these mainstream movies, he's done a Nolan, he's the next Batman. I just feel so good for him. Like, I just say, you know, like, not that he needs my congratulations, but like, well done, Robert Pattinson, because he is flying at the moment and he seemed to be having a really good time. I've still not forgiven him for Remember Me. You want to see a bad twist? That's a bad twist. That is a terror. Oh, that is an awful... Yeah, let's not go into that. No. Um, but, you know, early career, he's trying to do different things, but now he's he's having this... It's not like a renaissance. He's not... I don't even know how old he is. He might not even be, like, in his 30s. But he's, he just seems to have found his groove and he's making really interesting choices as an actor. And I... I I didn't. Um, I liked him in the Twilight films. Obviously, it was many, many years ago, and that's really what I knew him for. But yeah. I think he's so interesting, and what a charismatic screen presence. Yeah, it's really, really weird how he's sort of come through. Um, I don't think he was necessarily even sort of thought of as being a decent actor in in the Twilight films. I think well, he, he was... has to emote a lot, doesn't he? He's very, he's a he's a sad vampire. That sparkles. Yeah, but he was particularly sad. You know, sat in the school, just being old but also looking young. But yeah, he's I mean he's making a career for himself and I'm 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 far more excited to see him in Batman than I was even before stepping into this. Absolutely, yeah. And I absolutely love that the Batman trailer. And I know a lot of people have had an issue with him as the trailer. I mean 
everyone has an issue with the choice of who Batman is. Michael Keaton got exactly the same thing. Val Kilmer got the same same thing. Don't say anything about poor Val. George Clooney got it with with reason. Oh, bless him. But yeah, I think everyone has that that issue. It's the same with Superman. It's these iconic roles. But I think he's going to bring something so different to the table and that really excites me about the Batman. But in this, what I loved about it was I hadn't got a clue if I could trust him. But I completely believed that he was part of some sort of um, the security services or a spy, even though we only got to see him doing sort of spy things for a short amount of time. Yeah. I absolutely loved what he was wearing, the suits that he wore, the, the costuming, the scarfs that he wore. There was something a little bit John Hurt about him at times. And yes. I really love, you know, anything that invokes John Hurt. I've mean, just seen Midnight Express, I can agree with that. Yeah. And, what an interesting actor, and I'm I'm really really pleased for him. But I mean, I have to say, John David Washington. I mean, he blew me out of the water. Not not knowing anything about him, having seen him fleetingly in Black Klansman because I watched the end of it when you were watching that, <laughs> and saying that it should have won an Oscar even though I'd only seen sort of fifteen minutes of it. Um, I think he's an exceptionally watchable screen presence. Well, his dad's uh, going to be proud of him, isn't he? And, uh, no, and he's, he carries the weight of being yeah. Denzel Washington's son. Uh, my mind was blown at finding that out. And then I spoke to Neil afterwards and said, oh, yeah, he's done well for Denzel's son, isn't he? Not and he was Robert like, no! Pattinson. Yeah, not Warwick Pattinson. That'd be weird. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he's done very well. So the question I have for you now, is this going to be the film that saves cinema? Is, is, is UK cinema going to get enough people to come well, let's have a think about the screening that we went to. Yeah. So, notwithstanding the fact that there was excellent social distancing, so there were four seats between us and the next people because the cinema had blocked those out. Yeah, like, and I think it's worth saying Odeon, um, for a big company, gets criticised a lot. But their app, you can book a seat and it automatically puts two seats next to yours. So you've essentially got... Because if someone books... Four away from, two or four away from you, it'll block off all those entire seats. Uh, it's easy to social distance. I didn't feel unsafe at all, but no. yeah. And also, I really liked... Um, we had a really good experience. No, well, we're not advertising them yeah. or sponsored by them. That would be lovely. Um, but we, we had a really good experience. There were loads of um, stations to sanitise your hands. Mm. We got taken into the cinema sort of like personally by um, one of the people who was working there. We got told what to do. And we had to walk out of the exit at the end, mm. and it was done in a step by step manner, so we weren't all going yeah. through. And then you just got outside, got straight to the car, which was great. Um, so I had a really good good experience there in terms of sort of social distancing and feeling feeling safe. Would you say that the cinema, even notwithstanding this other social distancing, that the cinema was quite full? No. The, the room that we went to, because I can't really recall. We were in the biggest screen, mm. and no, it was. There were plenty of seats. If so, if I mean, it's obviously the biggest grossing film of all time. I went to Endgame on opening night, and everyone was sat person to person. Mm. There were there, you could not get us an empty seat. Yeah, we could have had a hundred different seats in that. Yeah, cinema. you're right. You're right. Um, and it's it's open. It's opening night. It's going to be probably busier than most films would be on a Wednesday yeah. night. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking that. But this is a more expensive film than most, I think. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure you would get. I mean, we'll find out when we when you go see New Mutants. Yes. Um, I'm not sure you'd get quite as many, but 
I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe... I mean, I can still get any seat I want. Okay. Literally any seat I want for New Mutants on <laughs> Monday afternoon. I was, um, I was thinking maybe that's more accessible. I mean, but having said that, the demographic in the cinema was really interesting. There was lots of people taking their young children. I don't know if you noticed that, but along the row from us, yeah. there was a woman and a boy who cannot have been any more than 10. But he had a fun time. Uh, but yeah, and I was I was thinking that. There were groups of teenagers um, who actually started off being really loud at the beginning. I'm thinking, oh, we're going to have one of those. But I think the film just... You kept on staring at them as well yeah, for but I reason. Yeah, I do that. Um... <laughs> The film, I think, just, like, it blew us away. I think yeah. they were just absolutely, like, you know, eyes wide open and just couldn't quite understand, you know, and that, mm. that shut them up, essentially, because they didn't hear a peep out of them. But other than that, it was couples, sort of our age, and, yeah, it, I, I can't I can't work it out. I can't work it out. I suppose, in a roundabout way, what I'm saying is no, because... I didn't feel that people were desperately wanting to be there. I didn't feel that we were racing to get tickets because with the social distancing, tickets were, you know, the seat, not so many seats were available, so we couldn't get the seats. The cinema itself was quiet. Mm. It didn't take you long to get a coffee. Most of the people... It did. <laughs> it did, because no. there was a family in front of me that was uh, yeah, took ages to not... order. But, like... It was five minutes. Yeah. It was five It wasn't like we were standing there for ages while everyone got the coffee to go into the cinema. The The coffee place was busy because people wanted to sit yeah. in the coffee shop, yeah. not go to the cinema. They won't go to the cinema. Um, yeah. I'm not sure it is. And given the reviews that it's getting, the mixed reviews, could you be bothered at the moment to go out and see a film that people are saying, oh, I just don't get it? And will people feel safe to do that as well? Because mm. um, I I know plenty. I'm listening to plenty of people say I'm not going to see it. Okay. Um, certainly more Americans in that sort of industry, but then there's gonna be a hell of a lot of money come from America for this film, or they're gonna expect a lot of money from America. For yeah, this film. yeah, and it'll be interesting, won't it, for the Americans because normally films. I mean, traditionally for us, a film would come out in America and then it'd come out in the UK. Or they'd come out simultaneously, mm. and now it's the other. It's going to be the other way around. Oh, hearing my American podcast moan that someone else is going to get a film before them, and uh, <laughs> they might, they're going to have to avoid spoilers. You know, I do feel well, the world, the world's smallest violin from me. After we listened to them review Parasite for six months before oh, yeah, we. True, true. But I do, yeah, I do feel for them with, especially given what has happened, and that people are excited about this film. No, no, no. We have to live with it. They can too. Come on, Mark. No, 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 genuinely, I couldn't care less if they're if they're upset about it. We have to live with it every other with every other film in history. Well, I feel sorry for you, Americans. So <laughs> you've got me on your side. Shut the morning ones, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not sure I um I thought Bond might be the, a bigger draw, do you think? I think it will now. Yeah. yeah. I think Bond is I think <sighs> I think Black Widow might be might outdraw it. But and there, I was hearing rumours that Black Widow would go on Disney, Disney Plus. I don't think that's going to be the case. Okay. I think, I th- it might do in... Uh, no, I don't think that's going to be the case. I mean, I'll go and see Black Widow. You know why? I'll go see Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've both got um, sm- small crushes. David Harbour for me, Florence Pugh for you. Yeah, yeah. Both a little bit in love with both of those two. <laughs> 
John, if you listen to this, can we book you again for <laughs> when Black Widow comes out? Yeah, John, can you uh, can you come, come and babysit again so that we can go and uh, have a have a good time watching David Harbour and Florence Pugh? Yeah. Oh, we've, we live a very sad life, don't we? <laughs> oh, anything else to say? No, I'm, I'm, I'm. Are you done? No, I mean, I've got, I've got deliberately going to see a bad film just to, uh, just so to you feel a bit better. Yeah, I would really fancy going to see this again, um, especially now you've explained what's happening in it. I'd really love to understand that final sequence. You know, the one where they're going backwards, one's going forwards, and there's a bomb. And I think the bomb actually went off at one point or didn't. And then you, I think you meant to think that Robert Pattinson is dead. in Like, a second version of him is dead somewhere in the bomb site. I know I'm not explaining that particularly well. Yeah, there's a person on the floor that's unlocked a lock, which I didn't understand at the time, but I understand from dialogue that's happened afterwards. And you see on his backpack there is, like, a, a charm or something like that. Yeah. And then as he walks away, the camera focuses on them and you see that it was him that was dead on the floor. Yeah, so I, I think I'd like to understand that a bit more. So, yeah, I'd like to go back and see it. I realise you're not coming with me. Well, no, because... Part of me wants to see if there is a good film in there, but part of me just thinks, I've given you a, I've given you a, a chance now. Mm, and... Again, a part of me thinks, I'll wait until it comes out on Sky, DVD, whatever, streaming. But I really think this needs to be seen in the cinema. I think it is a... It, as, as much as you have an issue with the filmmaking and, and what happens with it, I think it's a beautiful film. I think it's stunning to look at. I actively don't think it needs to be seen. You, what, I, I would not encourage someone to see this film. You're really hard. Like we've really come apart with this one. I feel let down. You do, you, I, not, I feel like I feel like I've been. I feel like they've let me down. You're not sad. You're just disappointed. No, I'm. I'm sad. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm angry and I'm disappointed. Oh dear. <laughs> do you need to watch Inside Out and feel better again? Uh, yeah. Did it comes to yeah, terms that, with your emotions. No, no. I've come to terms with my emotions. Just they're annoying. Fair enough. I wonder if it'll change over time. Well, for both of us, I'm not just saying for you. I wonder if over time. This will so, manoeuvre itself. Well, it might. You know, it very well might after a second watch. But I still, that still doesn't maintain that it's a good film, and it still doesn't maintain that I don't have the same criticisms of it from watching it the first time. Is it currently your least favourite Nolan? Oh, do I hate this or Dark Knight Rises more? It's a question. I think this is a better film than Dark Knight Rises. Interesting. I wasn't sure you were going to go there. Yeah, I think this is a better film than The Dark Knight Rises, um, but it's not by much. I think, like, I'd give Dark Knight Rises two stars. I'd give this maybe two and a half. Okay. Alan's picking up our curry as we speak, which I think is uh, <laughs> yeah. I think is our cue to uh, tie this up. <laughs> okay. Thanks, thanks, Alan. Alan won't be listening, but thanks, Alan. It'd be weird if he was, wouldn't it? For uh, picking up our curry and bringing it to us. If you're an Alan who uh, delivers curry in the northeast, then um, yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, we appreciate it. We really, really need a curry. Is it you were talking about? <laughs> I think you need a curry more than anyone to yes. get over your sadness, your anger, and your disappointment. And I've also got a can of Jake head in the fridge. So uh, oh, excellent. Yes. Well, that'll yeah. solve all issues, won't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But seriously, um, if you listen to this, you've been spoiled anyway. But 
I wouldn't go see this if you've if you've by some reason you've sat through this listening to us babble about things you've never seen. And for an alternative point of view, I would say go and see it. I think it's a really really interesting film to to think about. I think it's a fascinating one to have an argument with your best pal about whether you like it or not. I really enjoyed actually having something to sort of debate with you. And isn't that what cinemas? meant to be about but you know coming out and having different views on on film no you're not looking no, it's about men. enjoying two and a half hours yeah, well, of understanding. I, enjoy, yeah, I enjoyed it but i'm also enjoying the fact that we've come out of it feeling very very different you criticized me when i came out of solo saying it was the worst film I've i didn't seen. think that it was the worst film in the world i think you were using hyperbole that day <laughs> me no yes, yes. <laughs> That doesn't sound like something I'd do. I think that was maybe the point that I was making was that I don't think it was like the world crushing, you know, that it would it was the end of the world according to you. When this we is a better film than Solar. I'll put it that way. Right. Oh good, good, yeah. excellent. It's not the worst film in the world. Brilliant. The Dark Knight Rises is. Um <laughs> No it isn't. <laughs> right, come on, let's stop talking about Batman. Yeah, Alan's five minutes away. So Oh excellent. Yes. Thanks, Alan. Right, well, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Apologies for this being a little bit incoherent yeah. at times. Well, um, all the way through, really. I feel better now that I spoke about my problems. Yeah, I feel I'm down to the better. next level of grief. Before you go, just a reminder that you can subscribe to the Honeymoon Period Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can join in the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for The Honeymoon Pod. Finally, if you like this episode and you think someone else would too, please share it. See you next time.